the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Crystal, and this is another episode of Life Inspired. I am so excited to have Kat Taylor with me today. Hello. Kat, it has been so long, and I missed you so much. It's been a minute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is today going to be, and like, to have you back today, of all days. I know. Our special guest. Do you want to do the honors? I will. Okay, go for it. Torin Wells is here in the studio with us. What's up? Crystal and Cat. Come back for people like Torin. I yeah. know, I know. She won't come back for me. I'm just playing. Yes, she would. Yes, she would. She would. Torin, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. You know, talking to you earlier, it, it, it's almost like talking to a friend. Mm. He's so down to earth. Torin, I like to dub you the Michael Jackson of contemporary Christian <laughs> okay. music. You've heard it before. Don't even. Try I have. It, it's I overwhelming know. every time. Is it really? Yeah, of course. Okay, so. Where did this journey into music begin for you? Well, I guess it started when I was nine. Uh, my family started going to church. I, my parents split when I was littler, and then my dad started to try to figure out his faith walk. So we started going to a little Pentecostal church in Battle Creek, Michigan. And the first thing that really got my attention was the choir. So I got in the choir. I don't know why they let kids in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> because but, train up a child. Is yeah, the way that's you right. Go, that's right? right. And this was like old school church where I would bring my drumsticks in my back pocket just to see if I would get to play for the altar call. It you was know? Church of God in Christ. I already know it. It, <laughs> it was Pentecostal. It was Pentecostal. But okay. very similar DNA. So <laughs> I started just doing that and I went to church camp actually and that was where I really feel like uh, my faith came alive. I responded to an altar call and God filled me with his spirit. I got a, a choir solo that same year at camp. So the idea of doing music without honoring God j- doesn't compute uh, in my brain. That's where it started. And then in high school, I had a student pastor who said, if you're going to lead worship, you should know how to play an instrument. Mm. So I was like, okay, my dad had instruments at the house. So I started playing keys, and that led me to really just loving ministry. I had such an amazing youth pastor. I'd actually go to the church on Wednesdays after school and help set up the youth room for the youth service. And, you know, this was back when you decorated youth rooms with stolen road signs and, and construction. <laughs> As you do. So, so we did that. And then I started, like, speaking to take up the offering or, you know, doing a little five-minute message and things like that. And really fell in love with the ministry side of it, seeing my friends from high school come to church with me and be like, wow, that's actually pretty dope, you know. So that led me to Bible college. Um, I traveled in a 
music group there that you had to audition for and that led to starting a band and then you know it just all kind of unfolded from there so would you say the last five ten years have been where you've really taken up momentum yeah i'd say the last five years yeah. uh a, a lot of people obviously think wow it came out of nowhere this is amazing we never heard of him and now you know you you hear of people but it was a long journey you know yeah. i started in a band called royal taylor we were signed to provident and uh did a couple albums they were grammy nominated we had good traction but it was actually really difficult to get on the radio mm. at the time this was in 2011 that we were signed so jeremy camp was not singing in falsetto yet (laughs) 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 paving a way for us tenors you know it was all the mac powell voice and the todd agnew voice which yes which is not what i have (laughs) and so it was kind of difficult and we we wrestled with what we were supposed to do got to the point where i was married had my first son and the second one on the way and i was like i can't justify you know playing 200 shows a year Mm. being gone uh for the return that that we were receiving so i was ready to step away just plant in my local church i was already on staff at my church i've always been on staff at my church and uh ended up just saying this is good enough for me i I love it and the label came back around wanting to do a solo deal and then since that point things have really just opened up i did a tour with lionel richie i did the first tour date um the day my album hills and valleys came out and it was like i realized i'm not going to just do music as a hobby anymore it's going to be you know something i commit my life to okay one of my favorite i just have to interject right now he said lionel richie (laughs) you can't say lionel richie and one of my favorite and and a lot of people about him but what an amazing song i don't know if you know it jesus is love oh yeah of course I mean, yeah, that he sang it. He sang it every night. He sang and still sings. Yeah, that song. he does. And it's so ministering, and it's and if you've never heard it, we'll make sure you do. But I'm certain you've heard it, haven't you? I don't think so. Really? So yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. Every have night. Baptized. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you talked about your wife and your two children. You have more than two. We have four now. Have four. I knew. Yes. I was like, wow. I think he has a. Yes. Now. Wow is, is right. Um, nine to one. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. He went yeah. Backwards. Nine six four one. Mm-hmm. I loved how on your Instagram recently you talked. Mm-hmm. My son is seventeen. He's going to be mm-hmm. a junior in high school. Oh my goodness! Wow, can yeah. I even believe it? But one of the things that I had talked, Cat, I, I don't know if I talked to you about it, but these kids today dress differently than when we were growing up. Like I would go to school Facts. with a peel box hat on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked like I was coming out of the Vogue from the forties. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it was just a different era. Okay, yeah. I went to my son's school, and everybody knows where he goes to school here, but I'm not going to mention it. (laughs) (laughs) But these folks were wearing pajama bottoms with flip-flops. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the... And and a sweatshirt. Yeah. The sweat top. The hoodie. The hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, no. Yeah. So, what is your feeling about... (laughs) You're going to get me in trouble. (laughs) I already got in trouble on Instagram. I'm about to get in trouble on the podcast. No, but you know what? People felt judged. And I I, that's never my never my intention. And, you know, there is definitely this is just how I was raised. And I think the context helps. My dad was raised by a military 
father. So it was jeans, iron, mm-hmm. creases. The your yeah. fly better line up with your belt buckle. <laughs> your shirt tail better be tucked in. Right. You know, wear a shirt with a collar. I remember coming home and my shirt tail being out, and it's like tuck that shirt tail in. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just how I grew up. Yeah. And so now things have. Uh, we'll say evolved into being much more casual and I think it's cool I like being casual I also like the idea of raising my kids to understand you may not always have the nicest things, but you can always present yourself well. So that, that's where my heart was. And my boys, if it was up to them, they would either wear a character costume Sonic, Batman, yeah. Spider-Man, <laughs> yes. or basketball shorts to school right. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And we kind of let that go last year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, first grade and fourth grade, we're putting on real clothes every day, mm-hmm. except for your PE days. Yeah. You can dress down for those days. And it's not like they're wearing khaki pants and, you know, which would be fine. And the IZOD. Or, y- yes. I mean, do they even have IZOD anymore? <laughs> yeah, Bugle Boy. <laughs> Bugle Boy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah i just want them and i want them to know how to how to put clothes together and i said at the end of my post i was like i can't have grown wells men running around thinking it's okay to wear slides to a wedding or a work event okay come on now (laughs) so So, we're not just raising kids we're raising adults yes yes. and there is a time and there is a place you know moving here to portland uh the vibe here is definitely casual Mm -hmm. and and I appreciate it. Matter of fact, my attire has changed. People thought I was yeah, dressed you've up today. Since you, oh yeah, yeah they, since you've been they, here, I was like, this, y'all think I'm dressed up? Lord have yeah. mercy. Yeah, I used to wear a blazer almost every day. Right, right. for it's, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Just because. I had the peel box hat in high yeah, school, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've run into that, too. My daughter, she'll roll out of bed in her, you know, pajama pants. And I'm like, no, we're not going to school like that, darling. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so same thing. But it is. Yeah. It's just a different it's a different vibe. So how how long has it been since your kids went back to school? They, uh, they went back last two weeks ago. Were they excited? Yeah, you they were excited, super or? pumped. <laughs> I was excited. It's always bittersweet. You know, the summers seem shorter. They're not. I checked the calendar because <laughs> I'm like, is this just in my mind? They started school a day earlier than last year. But, uh, yeah, it's always, you know, bittersweet because we love our summers. We really try to carve out time to be focused on family. Mm-hmm. We go to Michigan to see my family. The boys get to stay with my parents for a few days uh, and then travel back to us later. So, we love that, but we also really love school, the opportunity for them to be involved, to make friends, to learn what it means to be a leader and serve people. And it's my wife really loves the structure. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's good. Get back into routines. Yes. Do they ever get to come out on the road with you? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not not all the time, but uh, the last headlining tour I did last fall, um, I actually was able to bring out a family bus. So, and it was open for me, my wife, my kids, or other guys in the band or crew that wanted to bring out their wife or a kiddo. And uh, it was really cool. I love 
the idea that they understand we are doing this together, mm-hmm. that it's a family calling. It's not just we're sending dad. It's we're all really in it together. So they love it. They love getting out the road. They want to be on stage. In and their I, costumes. Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, guys, oh no, you're going to have to earn this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, do you notice a talent in either, in any of them? Yeah. I, I see seeds of potential in all of them. You mm-hmm. know, they're naturally musical you know our whole family's musical my wife is musical uh so they're taking piano lessons and they have great aptitude for it they love it they love to dance and all that now my four-year-old navy is probably the most locked into like in his room practicing dancing okay you know like practicing singing the other kids are more passive with it so uh yeah and he and my um other second oldest son lawson who's six they love to be on stage oh so love that yeah maybe you'll have a family band later maybe but we the kingdom i'm like okay y'all go go ahead and set the precedent ain't nobody playing (laughs) yeah one of the things that you talked about is your wife and um you know, some of us in here are married. I think all of us, well, some of us, not everybody in here is married. But, hey, I know there's somebody listening who's Come married. on, you're the bride of Christ, yes. <laughs> daughter of God. <laughs> but, you know, I love, even though I've been married almost 32 years, school is never out for the pro. And mm. your relationship with your wife, I, you've been married almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. I love your advice, that one piece that I think we all can agree on, but maybe we take for granted, can really make a difference in a marriage that may be on the rocks mm-hmm. and, and, and turning it around. What would be that one piece of advice that you would give? Mm. I, I think communication would be where I start. Uh, it's really important that the communication flows both ways. Uh, I have learned... <laughs> I have learned you ain't alone. I have learned that words matter. They do. um, That presence matters. That body language matters. Like it all matters. And I've tried to grow in how to say things in a way that my words are soaked in love and grace and my wife has learned to do the same and we're still learning it was the topic of conversation before we got married and we've been in counseling recently just getting better at words at mm-hmm. communicating at, at leaning in uh, with one another and I think another big piece is honesty and transparency uh, honesty and transparency to me are actually a little different. Mm-hmm. Honesty is, you know, your spouse comes to you and asks you a question and you give them an honest answer. Transparency is you bringing your feelings, your struggles, your shortcomings to your spouse and saying, I'm feeling this. I'm worried about this. I'm struggling with this. Um, and instead of expecting, you know, your wife or your husband to be a mind reader and somehow want to them to pick up on the hints and the clues and all of that to just be honest and transparent in your communication really opens up a door of vulnerability that allows us to be loved Mm. and i thought for so much of my life if i'm too honest i'm going to be rejected and 
thank God for a godly wife, when I was most honest and most vulnerable, I realized I was most loved. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a beautiful truth. You have ministered to me, who's been married almost 32 Mm. years. That transitions us into the fact that you're doing more preaching. Is that something that you want to do more of? And when did that start? Want to is... (laughs) <laughs> not exactly how I would frame it. Are you being forced to? Uh, no, I'm not being you. forced to, but you know, I don't know where I'm at with it. I know that I I love God. I want to do whatever he wants me to do. I love his word and I've been so shaped by preaching. Yeah. You know, I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> Sharing the gospel. Yeah, there you, there you go. There you go. I'm going to share go. a message. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm just down to do whatever God wants me to do. Uh, I I love communicating. I'm not going to lie. Um bringing truth to light, making it applicable for people, but also I think anyone who wants to preach it's a little I just struggle with it a little bit because I've felt the weight and the burden yeah. of it, and it's not a light thing. Mm-hmm. Um, singing is amazing, and it's a gift, and it's used by God and all of that, uh, but it's a gift, I feel like, that has a little less weight to it mm. than opening up God's Word and saying, this is God's message for you. Yeah. I so, mean, with the music, it's actually softening the hearts and preparing the congregation yes. for the word mm-hmm. yeah. and then the word and yeah it is heavy but uh you handle it with grace and god has blessed you so immensely and just a little bit that i've seen i'm gonna check you out a little yeah. bit more this <laughs> Thank but, you. but what i've seen thus far i mean he's been a part of your life and trust and know that he's got your back i know you already know that thank you so much but, that, uh, that, that you encourages are a blessing me. to the body that is for sure okay so a little bit lighter stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the music that you're making now versus, say, pre-pandemic? Oh, I'm super excited about it. I love the new album is Joy in the Morning, and so many people poured themselves wholeheartedly into it, and it's good. (laughs) I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Kanye up in here, but. It is good, Um, but I think you made a great point about the pandemic kind of being a space where great things are produced. And I think there's a few principles at work there. One, you know, the best stuff comes out of high pressure situations. Mm -hmm. Pain is productive if we send it and channel it through the right direction. So I think we all collectively felt this individual and collective trauma that produced something that isn't produced on mountaintops there are some things that grow in valleys that don't grow on mountaintops and i think a lot of that music was coming from that place and then also i think the principle of rest is so important to the creative process i think um, a lot of times we look at our work week or whatever and we consider the sabbath and we think that the sabbath is a uh, break and a creative pause from what we've done but it's actually the starting point of what god wants to do and 
I think a lot of us get caught, myself especially, in just the rat race, the hamster wheel of you got to do this and you got to do that and you have to do this and it won't work if you don't go there. And it's really hard to excavate and dig deep when you're just moving from thing to thing. Mm. And so I think just that principle of rest, letting the ground rest, letting our hearts just kind of chill out for a minute, um, allowed space for God to actually send what we needed, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's why I think that there has been an upgrade in, in the content and how purposeful it all feels. Mm-hmm. It all yes. feels very intentional. Well, it hasn't been an easy couple of years for the country, for the world. And so I don't think it can't help but influence the music that's yes. coming out. Absolutely. And I hope that with this album, Join the Morning, this new song, Join the Morning, that people recalibrate their sight line. Mm. You know, mm. I, I think we have to be reminded that we can actually lift our eyes above our TV screens. Hello. <laughs> we can we can elevate our vision beyond the headline mm. and and realize there's a horizon called heaven that this earthly kingdom is never going to give us what we are truly desiring that things built by people crack and crumble that there hasn't been a kingdom or a civilization that has withstood the test of time and not imploded from the inside for whatever reason and i don't think that we're exempt from that the good thing is we are not dependent on earthly kingdoms or political power uh, to continue the agenda and the plan of God. Mm. God is sovereign. He's in control. He sees it from the end to the beginning, from the beginning to the end. He's never caught off guard or surprised by what's happening in the world. And I don't think we should be either. And if we could stop siphoning from america what only heaven can give our hearts would be so much more filled with Mm. peace and contentment so this idea of joy in the morning is recognizing the pain weeping may endure for a night but we have the promise of an eternal morning where all we will experience is god's goodness wow I think he's a preacher, don't I you? Think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't sure. want to hear it. <laughs> okay, so at the fish, we've invited our audience to share what love sounds like. Oh, cool. What does love sound like to you? Mm. <laughs> Pitch on the spot. Wow. Love sounds like empathy. I don't know if you're looking for a literal sound, but it's definitely not my kids knocking on my door at 2 a.m. That's not love. If you love your parents, let them sleep. Yeah, that's Um, what love sounds like. It's as simple as that, Torin. And I guess I should have explained a little bit more. Love can be a person opening the door for an elderly person. Mm -hmm. It can be not ignoring the homeless person on the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We try to encourage people. There's so much negative going on in the world right Mm -hmm. now. We can always point that out. But you know what? I know for a fact there is more positive that's happening in the world than Absolutely. negative. But we, for some reason, are wanting to focus on that negative news that mm-hmm. we see constantly Absolutely. and daily. Mm-hmm. But if we would switch that around and just look at the small things that happen to us on a daily basis that bring us joy, that bring mm-hmm. us hope, that bring us happiness, that make us smile, that mm-hmm. make us laugh. Mm-hmm. Now, Torrin. 
What does love sound like to you? <laughs> Sounds like my new song, Joy in the Morning. <laughs> Got him. I love it. Well, I mean, you set that up perfectly. I for know. Me. Somebody said, that, get that, excited. that was a layup. <laughs> <laughs> that was a layup. Torin, what a blessing. Thank you so much for being with us today. I love it when guests like Torin, who are obviously men of God and have a word to share, pray for our city as we leave yeah, today absolutely absolutely jesus uh we come before you knowing that you saw this moment long ago that you're in it with us right now and uh, you have actually placed all of us here those listening and going throughout their work day for a very intentional purpose in this city to be salt and light and uh, i pray that your city would be filled with your word with your spirit that people would be in Encourage that believers um, would not feel intimidated or moved to the margins, but that they would gracefully step into their spaces of influence to love, care, be compassionate. Um, we pray that you would continue the ministry of this radio station as it amplifies hope. And uh, we just want to say that you're worthy of all of our praise. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life Inspired. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.